Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. This week, we are talking about some Xbox news, uh, Perfect Dark, as well as some Diablo news and Cyberpunk. My friends, we are back. It has been too long. Uh, with me today are two wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, Matt and Andy, what's up, guys? I like to call us wonderful humans. Mm, I didn't want to decide who I would like introduce mm, first, mm, so I just mm, threw it out as fast as I could. (laughs) See who'd respond first. And I'm I'm not one to keep score, but I think he said my name first, Andy. He did, he did. But I responded first because I insert myself in every. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just because I think before I speak. Oh, (laughs) that's a good touche, Matt. Touche, (laughs) (laughs) boys. It's been like. A few weeks. Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, for me, it has mm. been insanely busy. The post office is not fun in the, mo- oh, yeah. in the month of December. And it's no. also not fun, uh, the week after either. Mm. Man, I was, I mm. had more. Let's see. When I returned to work, it was on the second and I had more packages and, uh, actually it was on the, yeah, the second. I had more stuff than I had in one single day from like uh, the whole month of the Christmas season. Mm. Like it was just crazy. Like I don't know where all that stuff came from. Yeah, but I've been uh, I've been pretty yeah, buried. I've been doing my best to not not order things and not mail things because oh. <laughs> I, I feel like everything has been delayed. And I'm like, okay, I've, poor postal workers. I feel bad yeah. for you guys. It's it's been crazy, but man, it's it's. It's just about over. Like, hopefully tomorrow will be somewhat normal. And then we'll go back to the post office complaining about how, uh, you know, we don't have enough business after we yeah. were just slammed yeah. for months. It's great. No kidding. No kidding. Man, well, guys, uh, go ahead. Andy. No, yes. I was just going to say, uh, uh, how's it going? Great, dude. Great. Uh, just hanging. Well, I'll tell you what, Manny, mm-hmm. Matt and I have been doing a lot of gaming together. Ooh. Um, but, uh, but aside from that, dude, work's been, I mean, good, busy, right? December was also a very busy month for me in terms yeah. of work and, um, you know, my side, my side hustle. Um, so, you know, that, that kept me, uh, to a degree, uh, busy, but, um, but not nearly to the extent that, uh, you know, that, that you're, you're delivering packages, but, uh, but on that man, just, you know, doing the same old, same old, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? How have you been? Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Oh yeah. I got all, everything I wanted for Christmas. So much, yeah. so much. <laughs> well, let me take that back. My kids got everything they wanted for Christmas and yeah. I vicariously through them got thanked. Good. <laughs> for getting them stuff. Yeah. I got, I got many thanks. Good. 
was going to say, if you're anything like me, you'll, uh, you'll, you know, buy your wife a new TV because she needs one, right? And your kids need a new yeah, exactly. Series X. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if only they were in stock. Yo, oh, I know. I know. Yeah, my, my kids totally would have gotten probably a Series S if, uh, I could have found one. Actually, the Series S popped up a few times right before Christmas. I think I might know somebody that might be selling a Series S pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Well, not yet, Manny. Let's not, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Everyone calm down. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> settle down. Yeah. But. I got a, my wife got a really cool coffee maker for Christmas, so I'm really stoked about that. That's right. You're the coffee Ooh, guy. Fancy. Yeah. Is it Wi-Fi yeah. enabled and smart and stuff? Well, uh, no, but it does all kinds of, uh, it does like uh it could do like cold brew stuff. It can do uh like Ooh. You're speaking my love language. Cool stuff. Yeah, it's so uh, yeah, that's really good. I do love cold really brew. Mm-hmm. Mm, me too. Me Dish. too. Well boys, uh should we jump into the show? Let's do it. We've got some stuff to talk about. Let's. We do. Well, first, 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 please one moment. One please, moment. Please do. We should acknowledge the fact that we have come through 2020 <laughs> in, in, you know, we're upright and we're still doing a podcast. So I feel like we should celebrate that moment for just a second. <laughs> well, I was trying to ignore that fact. Just, uh, you know, I don't want 2020 to hear me and then yes. be like, are you guys talking just about me? And then reach, come from, and, reach, reach right? from the grave, just yeah. snag our ankles and pull us back. <laughs> 2022 electric boogaloo. That's mm. right. That's yeah. right. Oh man. But, uh, but anyway, Manny, you were about to start a show. Well, hey, this show, uh, actually, Andy, this is about, uh, the Xbox. Do you want to take mm. this first one? For sure. For sure. Xbox Series X slash S availability from comicbook.com. Mm. Uh, has, as has been the case since November, the stock of next gen consoles, the Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and PlayStation 5 has been relatively limited due to high demand and the like. Um, both companies have said that they are working to address shortages and a recent appearance by Xbox boss Phil Spencer on Major Nelson's podcast at the end of the year really cements that the company is doing everything it can to ramp up production. I get some people saying, why didn't you build more? Why didn't you start earlier? Why didn't you ship them earlier? I mean, all of those things, Spencer says when asked whether Microsoft is making the consoles as fast as it can. It's really just down to physics and engineering. We're not holding them back. We're building them as fast as we can. We have all the assembly lines going. I was on the phone last week with Lisa Sue at AMD. How do we get more? How do we get more? So it's something that we're constantly working on, but it's not just us. I think gaming has really come into its own in 2020. Obviously, PlayStation's five, uh, PlayStation 5's uh, in very tight supply, he continues. When you look at the graphics cards from AMD and NVIDIA, I mean, there's just a lot of interesting gaming right now. Console sales are just a sign of that. Game sales are a sign of that. Hardware is in short supply, but we're working as hard as we can. The teams are incredibly dedicated. I appreciate people's patience as we work to build more. So, Manny... Mm. And Matt, this to me sounds dangerously close to him kind of 
passing the buck, right? But not really. <laughs> He's, he says like words, words, words. We're trying really hard. Uh, AMD and NVIDIA and we're calling them, but you know, we're trying really hard. <laughs> like, but I like how he threw them in the mix, like sort of, mm-hmm. you know, communicating that it, uh, you know, maybe it's more those guys than us, but, but I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But, uh, and, and then he even managed to rope in PlayStation 5, right? So. <laughs> it's like, it's not just us guys. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's all of the people. Sony even has a lot to do with why this is happening. Those yeah, guys are it, the worst. It's really Sony's fault, <laughs> to be right. honest. Like, they oh, were using up all that exactly. AMD sauce. I know, I know. But, uh, I, you know, I think honestly, uh, for me, this is just more the same, right? It seems like demand really, you know, spikes, especially at the front end. And then, uh, you know, people start getting their hands on stuff and, and everything kind of settles. So I, I don't know. I don't know that this is any worse than any other release or launch or any of that, but mm-hmm. I suspect in the next, uh, several months we'll, we'll see so all, all the dust settle. Uh, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording that uh, that that this story intrigued me mostly because I I you know I'm in search of an of a Series X um, myself. Yeah. But uh, but I mean I have an S. It does everything that I need it to do. There are some sort of weird things that I didn't anticipate, and I know this isn't really the topic of of the story but i did want to kind of throw this out there because you know we haven't recorded in forever and frankly i haven't spoken to you in a long time <laughs> so i'm i'm gonna pick your brain <laughs> um so i i told you i got a new monitor right yeah and it does all of the things right i mean enough of the things that i needed to and on my pc it's great right 1440 144 hertz mm-hmm. one uh um what do you call it one millisecond quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I've yeah. discovered is that those, that those numbers are really a moving target, right? It's like one millisecond ish, you know, give or take <laughs> under certain <laughs> conditions. One, yeah. 144. Mm-hmm, mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, the series S, the, you know, I, I mentioned that because my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, was was that this little box was supposed to be able to do 120 at 1440, right? The X is supposed to do 4K all of the things, but this one was supposed to be like the next sort of step down. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, dude. It doesn't. I can't make it do 1440 and 120. It tells me like, mm. you can't do this. And, or you're no, 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 no. It says your monitor can't do this. And I'm like, that's not correct. My monitor can do that because <laughs> it does it on my PC. <laughs> Why can't it do it on this little box? It's supposed to be able to, but it, it won't. So I guess it's like, I don't know. Maybe there's, it, it shouldn't be a hardware thing, right? Because this is what they sold us these boxes as. Well, the, so, your monitor is a 4K monitor, right? No, it's a it's a fourteen forty monitor. Oh, you're the new one you got. Yeah, but he bought a new one. I bought a new Ooh, one. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess what ties you know what I, the story I'm telling and the story that that uh, that we read is that they say a lot, but it what they say doesn't always mean what they say, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yes. It's like, what? Mm. what is happening? But But it does make me wonder if it's a software issue, if it's just a matter of them, I don't know, updating or because I seem to recall them telling us that that these little boxes were 1440, which then leads me to to ask, like, well, is the X 1440 not, you know, 4K-ish, you know? Yeah. On occasion, yeah. depending on the circumstance, you know? Well, I think a lot of it can depend on the specific title that you're playing. Mm, mm. Um, so, oh, man, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. I think it's it's hard to say because, yes, they can say that the, the box is capable of it. But in mm. practice, the developer has to make that happen. And I guess that's what it boils down to is we, we probably just don't have the games yet, right? It could come down to a lot of give and take as far as optimization goes. Mm. So you can, you know, you can have a title where the developer is like, we have to sacrifice, uh, this particular high frame rate in order to have the, art style we want or the amount yeah. of enemies we mm-hmm. need on the screen at a time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, ah, oh man, it might be just a case by case basis with games. We'll have to see. Matt, yeah. do you have anything? Yeah. I mean, I, like Manny said, it, a lot of it's going to come down to the individual games and how the developer implements performance mode and fidelity mode or whatever they're calling it. Uh, I, it, it could be a, it could be as simple as changing the inputs on your monitor, as in like plugging your Xbox physically, physically into a different yeah. HDMI port. You Sometimes know, I, they'll mix the versions on there yeah. for some for whatever reason, keep costs mm-hmm. down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, that could be something to look at. It's it's just I don't know. Technology's weird. It is. It really is. And difficult. <laughs> totally mm-hmm. is. Here we. Let's hope for the best. Um, but yes. but. Uh, you know, maybe these new ones that they're building, NVIDIA and AMD and and Sony will make it so that these Xboxes work a little bit better. Because you know, and another another snag, Andy, What's another uh, cat litter in your cereal or whatever the saying goes, <laughs> um, is that it's it also like your monitor is going to have different display ports than like a television, for instance. So, yeah. like, if the Xbox can send a signal that's HDMI 2.1, mm-hmm. there's no monitors that are made with that output. So you're right. you're you have to use, and there's no, uh, and the Xbox doesn't have DisplayPort out like your computer mm-hmm. does. Your computer right. uses DisplayPort because that can push a certain amount of data that can give you 4K 120 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if the Xbox is specifically designed to push out a signal, its best signal at HDMI 2.1, then you're going to have to likely find a television, not a monitor that can receive that data. Um, just because those lines haven't necessarily intersected yet. Like as far as finding a monitor with HDMI 2.1, right? So, Mm. but I know there's TVs out there that that can do that yeah. um so like like ratings.com they have a list of best <laughs> monitors for your xbox and yeah. it's it's showing this you know their their number one monitor it's 144 hertz but they have a note saying that you could only get 60 frames out of it because of the display port or because it's hdmi 2.1 so so there's only so much data you can squeeze through those cables 
So mm-hmm. it really depends. Like you have to have like of the perfect match. And I think with the the with it using HDMI 2.1, the perfect match is likely a television and not a monitor. So Ooh. that that couldn't be uh, a thing. It could be. Mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm just guessing. Don't let him off the hook, Manny. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> do not let them off the hook. Well, well, what do you think about that, Matt? Does that ring true for you? Yeah, I mean it. It does. But I... so looking at Andy's monitor, we've like it's capable. I just don't know how he has it set up with his Series S. Yeah. He's telling and you know I, what he's but, saying? He's saying that yeah, okay, I can't stop, plug. Nope, I'm not, nope, nope. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Uh, you know, just kidding, buddy. I'm saying technology is difficult mm-hmm. and That's stupid. True. That's yeah. true. So I don't blame I I don't blame you. I like there's a lot that goes into how you set things up. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a trial and error thing. Yeah. You have to Yeah. Like I, I think I have all. three different types of hdmi port on my television like mm-hmm. some of mm-hmm. it does arc which is an audio pass through some of it doesn't yeah. some of it will do cec which is like device external device control some of it won't like it depends yeah. on specifically what device i want to plug into which input as far and that determines what capabilities i'm going to have there mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i like how it i like how it totally derailed us into like monitor talk on this stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, mm. it appears that you plugged in your HDMI to your uh, audio head uh, head uh, headphone jack. Yeah, so that, uh, that and that has happened. So <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't really happened. I'm just kidding, but no, yeah, yeah. you know what? It, but but um, all that, you know, obviously, uh, to say that. Uh, that even if you can get your hands on one of these, like there's, st- it really is early days. And I think the people that, that, and, and I'm, and I'm not, I, I like this little machine. It's really incredible that what the yeah. picture that it produces, the speed at which it works, like it, all of it is wonderful. But I think those, uh, folks that decided to wait. Yes. Uh, really had the right idea. Like, because to your point, Manny, I mm-hmm. think. You're right. A lot of these monitors aren't even capable of getting the most out of these little machines, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just because they're made for that PC output from a graphics card, right? Instead of right. a console output. Right. And for whatever right. reason, even though the Xbox is a little PC, there's mm-hmm. no DisplayPort. They're only using yeah. HDMI. So That's so crazy, right? Phil Spencer's fault. I know, Phil. Don't blame Sony anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, well, so yeah. Hey, they'll, they'll be in stock soon, right? I mean, I keep yes. seeing like little news things, news feed stuff popping up like, oh, you can, you can buy one on the Walmart or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, moving on story number two, uh, announcing perfect dark, the first game from the initiative. And this information came from uh, news.xbox.com sometime uh, since our last show. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's what it says. Two years ago, we announced the formation of a new Xbox game studio in Santa Monica, The Initiative. The Initiative. And today, 
at the Game Awards. This was at the Game Awards. We announced our first project, Perfect Dark. So, wait a second. I put that line in there twice. Uh, with Perfect Dark, <laughs> we're aiming to deliver a secret agent thriller set in a near-future world. We have built the Perfect Dark team by, at the initiative by bringing in some of the most talented game makers from around the industry who all share a passion for storytelling, world building, and creating memorable game experiences. With the full backing from the Xbox studios to reimagine one of the best loved IPs from the, the game, from gaming okay. history, we couldn't yes. be more excited to share some of our early ideas. Uh, did you guys watch this trailer of Perfect Dark? Uh, yes. I did. I did not, but I was going to say like, this was an old game, right? Like, yes. Think, okay. So I, yep. I'm not crazy. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> no, crazy. It, it originally released on the, on the N64. N64. Was the first yes. Perfect Dark. Yes. Yep. I remember. I remember. Okay. Yeah. The, at, the, uh, at the time it felt like a, a reskin of GoldenEye, but it was good. I mean, it, there was nothing wrong with it. It was a very good game. And uh, I believe it was made by Rare at the time. Yes. Mm. Yes, it was. And I think, uh, let's see, Perfect Dark Zero. That was the game that I played. Mm. And it was... Yep, and that was the, on the 360. Yes, that was on the 360. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I, you know, I was, I think I was kind of getting tired of Halo at that point, which is, I mean, it was, it was pretty similar. But um, as far as gameplay goes, uh, but it was good. I remember it being a lot of fun, played it with friends, and it was good. So I... A lot of people suspected this is what the initiative was working on, doing some mm -hmm. kind of remake of Perfect Dark. That was like a the the main speculation that I thought was was plausible, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it turned out yeah. to be the case. Uh, I'm not sure that's what I wanted from the initiative, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted a a brand new IP, given the caliber of talent that they were bringing into their studio. But um, yeah, because that. That place is a who's who of of uh, of devs. I mean, it looks yeah. really impressive on paper. They were yeah. they're calling it a quadruple A gaming studio. Oh like, my gosh! It's like wait a second. Like triple A means something. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is more than triple A. Quadruple A. What? It's uh, it's the old uh, what do you call it? Uh, spinal Tap. This one goes to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. Th so the initiative has turned into eleven, I guess. Yeah, there you go. I you I go. don't know what I wanted to see from them, but I did want to see a brand new IP. So I guess mm. we're not getting that. Uh, mm. No, but but I mean, you know, still seeing a franchise like this now, and I did not play this game even in N sixty four days, right? Like yeah. my my games were pretty. You know, I mean, I think all of us were playing GoldenEye back then. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, the Mario games, the Zelda games. But, mm -hmm. um, right. Uh, it's still, I think, very interesting to see what a studio like that can do with a franchise like this, right? Yeah. Um, so, so still, I mean, I'm like, okay. Tempered expectations, obviously. Hopefully they don't give us a live service game chock full of microtransactions, you know, but, mm -hmm. but, um, still, uh, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what uh, comes of it. I think if anything, this, the last several years have taught us, even with 
you know, really uh, beloved um, studios, right? As, mm-hmm. as you know, we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, honestly, a lot of the issues that come out of, uh, of, of these launches uh, are mainly rooted in expectation, man. I think we expect way, way more than we should. Mm, so you're probably right. Now I feel guilty. <laughs> well, it's not Sony's fault. It's our fault, guys. Yeah, that's right. It's our fault. We are the problem. Yeah, yeah. But hey, it's it's it is going to be interesting what happens with this because obviously Microsoft has been hyping up the initiative as a studio. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the, this whole time that they've been building the last last two years, and on paper they look great, and there is so much experience from people that have made fantastic games in the studio. Yeah. And now Microsoft is saying, okay, look, for years, the big complaint has been Microsoft doesn't have the exclusives. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing that Microsoft has decided to choose Perfect Dark as the IP that they want to carry their brand forward. Mm. And Mm. it's an interesting choice. And I I, want to see where it goes. I know personally, I was never attached to Perfect Dark as an IP and. Yeah. You know, Joanna Dark was cool, but like I've never I've never been like, oh, yeah, she's the master chief or right, right. You know, she's Kratos. Like yes. she's never held that much of a I guess I don't know. It's just never been on that level for me. Right, right. Yeah. Can it get there? Maybe, I don't know, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Yeah. And how much more perfect dark we get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly attached to Joanna Dark, like the story behind it. It was just the multiplayer was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcer was yeah. like goofy, but it, it was it, yes. the gameplay from what I remember was good. So I don't know. I, I think that they they want to I mean, with this decision and, and I'm sure it's been in the works for Perfect Dark for a while, but they they really need Halo to be massive. They need Halo to carry the name yeah. brand. Right. And I I have the feeling that they want Perfect Dark to be somewhat of a backup for mm. for that. Um I don't know if that's yeah. the, that or, was or maybe, the intention. Uh-huh. Yeah. And maybe they have some I, I don't know, maybe the intention here is to have the initiative make Perfect Dark, see what they do, and then hand off Halo to the initiative. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Post Halo Infinite. I don't know because to me, three four three has fumbled the ball too many times to, yeah. to leave that in their hands. But that's yeah, you know, that's just my opinion. Well, is it that, or is it also that that uh, that just Halo as a franchise is getting a little stale? You know. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, maybe that's both. true too. Yeah. Who knows? I, I think Halo needs to change to kind of meet what that genre has evolved into. Hmm. If it's yeah. gonna stay alive, that that's Halo a good point. still feels like Halo right. mm-hmm. at its roots, yeah, yeah, which is is slow and like it's it's a slower FPS, which is not what the rest of the industry is doing with that genre. That is true. That is absolutely true. Um, I know that uh, you know games like Call of Duty are are probably so successful because of the speed of them. You know what I mean. I know yeah. uh, the guys that I play with that aren't us, right? The mm-hmm. the more uh, what do we call ourselves? Seasoned gamers, or uh, 
veteran you know, gamers. Just yeah, old, old gamers. Yeah, just, <laughs> just old, old gamers. Old gamers. Yeah, yeah they, I think the, pref- the preference is they lean towards a lot uh, just that sort of what gaming is becoming, right? And I guess, what do we call that? Do we call them casual gamers? The guys that are like, okay, with, like, oh, I don't care, the, the annualized content, the microtransactions, the battle passes, the, mm-hmm. you know, the BRs. Um, but you're right, man. I think, like, man... It's being driven towards that, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think those type of gamers. I, mean, I, I don't think know that I would call them casual gamers. The industry. Yeah, I, I think that that's money. just mainstream gamers. Mainstream. Yeah, I think that that's you just go. your mainstream, mainstream gamer at this point. There you go. Yeah, that's better. I like that. Yeah, at this point, sure they keep it afloat because they don't mind giving the money. <laughs> oh man, I know. But all right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, perfect dark revitalizes that and gives us something yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm positive for it as long as they actually take the time. And I don't mean uh I don't mean uh CD Project Red time. Um but, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, I don't know. 2028. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all depends on the leadership. You know, can yeah. they steer this ship? Do they have a vision? Do they have a roadmap to get there? Or are they inventing as they go? And I think with making a, a remake or whatever this is going to be, they have a lot of that work done because they already know the end product to a certain extent. They know it's a perfect dark game. So I think that's going to go a long way to bring the pro- project to completion as well as to the type of game it's going to be and the quality. So we'll see. We will see. Oh, Andy. Oh boy. Hey Andy, let's talk about phones. Do you want to do that? No, I don't have a phone, Manny. I refuse. <laughs> let's talk about oh, tablets. You guys have phones, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Mm. So Andy, this next story is about Diablo Immortal. Yes. Oh yes. man. Is and this... apparently, mm-hmm. apparently. It isn't as bad as we hoped it would be. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But look, Game Informer and Skillup, actually, there's been a few stories that I've seen out there here re- lately in the last week about about it. But um, <clears throat> Game Informer had a little article. I just took a couple snippets out just to, I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't think. We want to kind of break down every little thing that we know about a mobile game. But I do want mm-hmm. to have this conversation. But sure. uh, anyway, from uh, Game Informer, uh, the writer says, having had a chance to play a ton of it now in its technical alpha period featuring a deluge of early and mid game offerings, I'm happy to report that it's a real deal Diablo game and even features some aspects that could move the franchise and the genre forward in interesting ways. Do I wish there was a PC version? Yes, absolutely. Are we still getting Diablo four? You bet for now it's a good, uh, it's a good time to plunk away on your phone. If you want a new demon slaying snack, um, and he closes, if you're going to write off Diablo Immortal because it's a mobile game and you're waiting for Diablo 4, I get it. I think you should do a new, a few Countess runs first, but I understand that we all want a new, uh, quote, core Diablo experience. 
But as someone who was in, was, who wasn't interested in the slightest upon my first look, I'm inevitably going to tear up a whole lot of demonic forces when Diablo Immortal launches. So, mm. uh, and Skillup, Skillup made a similar video where he, I think the title of it is, hopefully this doesn't get ruined by microtransactions. <laughs> um, but, uh, but apparently it, it's like, it's, it's, fine it's good even even good to some degree or on some level yeah but ultimately it's still a mobile game man and i'm just like again whatever we are we can say we're not i guess uh mainstream right yeah um and i don't want this dude i don't want this i don't care how good it is why don't you pour this effort into your actual game you know <laughs> well, it, it, and obviously i think the answer is it's pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. They want to make money, right? They want a yeah. way to reach into our wallets. But I don't know, dude. I I think I'm still pretty resistant on the idea that I'll be playing this game. But how, how about you guys? I know Diablo's something we're looking forward to. Mm, let's see. Well, what can I say about Diablo Immortal? <laughs> I I yes the 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 fact that it is a that it's a phone game. Mm-hmm. is going to really limit somebody like me who would who would like play a game like this because of the RPG aspect. Uh, I just, it's not a controller. I know I could hook up my controller to my phone, but mm-hmm. at that point it's like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Defeating the purpose. Yeah. So now, yeah. Now, does it make a difference though, Manny, for you especially? And I, and I think of the the three of us certainly. May, I, Matt, I know you've done your fair share of mobile gaming too. I'm not. I'm, I don't mean to exclude you, but um, I, I know Manny has been a little bit more willing to dive into that, right? With mm-hmm. you know Black Desert Online and and some of the other stuff that you've done. Yeah. But given your current right. circumstance, right, where you're not able to spend a lot of time, is this something that maybe does bring some value to to you? It really depends on how the game is like lined up. Like if I can play for like 15 minutes here and there, is it going to be engaging? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to challenge my mind or is it going to be just mindless grind to get something that looks exactly like what you already have? Just a higher number. Right. And if, and if, and if, if it's going to boil the genre down to that, uh, there, it's not that they're doing disservice to the genre because they're really not. But if that's all that is on offer, I don't see how this will have any place in my schedule. Mm-hmm. So, how about you, man? Yeah, for me, for me, I. So yeah, you're right. I I have at different times been big into some mobile games, but right now I'm not, and mm-hmm. I have a PC. And looking at the gameplay video on this, like I, I just watched a video while we were reading the story of mm-hmm. the Kingly Orc encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, the, the game doesn't gameplay wise look different enough from Diablo three mm-hmm. for me to go, oh, OK, yeah, I, I would check this out. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think I feel like if I want this experience or to scratch this itch, I'm going to fire up Diablo three on my PC 3. yeah, and play it. Now, yeah. now, like Manny, so, you know, Manny's a different case than I am because Manny's out all day. Manny's, you know, working away yeah. from home. Right. Serving the people. 
He yes. has the wheels of democracy turning. Yes, he is. Yes, um, he is. But like I, I uh, you know, I, I work from home. I mm-hmm. I sit here at my PC. If I want 15 minutes, I'm going to turn to my left. I'm going to fire up Diablo 3 on my PC. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And then I'm just going to turn back to my right and go to work again. Thanks um, for rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I shouldn't I know. say that. I, I, I get all, to play I got a hard too. life here. <laughs> but it's like uh, there's no doubt that what they're going for here is is they want to make the money because yeah, no matter how well consoles sell, there will always be more phones in the hands of people than there are consoles in the hands of people. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. So true. you you have a bigger install potential install base there than you're ever going to have on a console or mm-hmm. on PCs. And that's just how it is and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. So, okay, cool. They want to make money. I if it's like Diablo 3 and it's a good experience, then great. Get that to people that haven't played it yet mm-hmm. and let them play because right. it's fun. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I think so um, I won't play it, but I am excited that it doesn't suck so far. <laughs> that definitely helps. Uh, so the majority of the work is being farmed out, right? They're, they're, they've hired a another studio to do this. And it's not a, uh-huh. is it Tencent? No, it's not Tencent. It's uh, who is it? <laughs> I always forget. La- I'm mixed up. It, pr- I bet Tencent owns part of it, at least. Yeah. Whatever company it is. Yeah, so... It starts with the N. The other one starts with an N, right? Uh, yeah. Why can't I Net remember? Netties. Netties. Net zero. Net zero. <laughs> Tile up. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it's just cheaper for Blizzard to just pay to have this made as opposed to having their a whole staff in California make it. Yeah. So it's, yep. yeah, Diablo Immortal is a business decision. It's not a creative, you know, it's not, mm. it's not their, their, right. their creative team just had to make another pr- product that this is a financial decision and yeah. I, whether the game is fun or not that is that is what it is yeah. and and yeah. what what tells that story the most is the fact that it's free to play yeah so yeah. the only yes. way you monetize with free to play is microtransactions that's basically right. it so yeah it, right and i i think that the reason they they've outsourced it is they they took their diablo 3 assets mm-hmm. and they gave them to this third party and they said okay we want you to port a diablo 3 like experience to a phone here's all the assets don't do anything creative we just want you to port this thing that we already have yeah to touch controls and a free to play ecosystem yep i mean i think there's stuff added but i think you're right i think that yeah that's that that seems right to me matt so yeah and we'll I, I would bet a lot of the a lot of the money making stuff they're gonna they will be time gated and resource gated mm-hmm. encounters. I'm gonna bet that things like your uh, your greater rift keys yeah. will have a cooldown on them that you yeah. can pay to remove. But mm-hmm. I mean these are all just the classic mobile free to play yeah money making mechanics that yeah. I and I think we're gonna see it in Diablo. Is it good? Is so it bad? Too. It's I mean, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. For now. Andy, you got a bounce, yes. buddy. I do. I do, guys. I'm so, so sorry. No, you're I have good. To, I have to run. But mm-hmm. uh, Cyberpunk, I'm I'm going to wait until uh, it works on console. That's all I have to say about it. There you it. go. <laughs> until it works. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is a good call. 
thanks for letting me hang out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause uh, Audible or stop Audible, and I'll send it to you, Mans- right. or, uh, Manny. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, See Andy. Take it easy. Matt, I'm going to hand the keys to the vehicle over to you. Take us to to uh, to Night City. To Night City in all or little of its glory. All right. <laughs> so in its yeah. shallow depths. <laughs> Since yeah. our last episode, there's been mm-hmm. a lot happening with Cyberpunk. It actually came out finally. Okay. Yes. So I got a few stories here and I'm kind of going to throw them all together. Okay. Um, all right. Cyberpunk 2077 is the biggest PC launch in history. As a side note, wow. Shadowlands held that record for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple of glorious okay. days for them. This is from, yes, from, P- from PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was pre-ordered by an astonishing 8 million people, which the CD Projekt Red investor relations account went on, account went on to divide by platform. 59% of those 8 million which is 4.72 million copies of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was ordered on PC. Wow. So that's that's over a million units more than Shadowlands, which was 100% on PC. Yes, um, yes. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cyberpunk 2077 had over a million concurrent Steam players on launch day, which made it the by far the biggest single-player concurrent player base on Steam mm-hmm. ever. It's crazy. Um, and then, uh, but, you know, all was not well on launch day, <laughs> despite, despite, mm-hmm. according to NASDAQ, CD Projekt Red sold over 13 million copies of Cyberpunk 2077. So it's you had crazy. the 8 million and then an additional 5 million copies, which was apparently mm-hmm. under their forecast of 16.4 million, which seems... Excessive. So wild. So wild. Well, wow. I mean, yeah. Now, I, admittedly, there there were some problems at launch, and CDPR stumbled a few times. So I, I kind of want to review the timeline. Okay. Yeah. Here of Cyberpunk. So it got announced in 2012, right? 2012 mm-hmm. or 2013? Yeah. 20, Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the... Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 had just launched, okay? So it took eight years of development, and then it was originally supposed to release April 2020, and it got delayed three different times, with CDPR saying, quote, we want to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. They're talking about, I think, nine different platforms that they had to release on mm-hmm. PC previous gen consoles, current gen consoles. Um, the, uh, and then once launch day finally got here on December 10th. Yeah. Um, they issued, they only issued PC codes to reviewers. So no console co- codes were issued. So no reviewer anywhere got their hands on a console version. <laughs> I wonder why. To play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a big red flag at this point. Yeah, this is, um, and then the review embargo, the NDA that they have to sign for the embargo, said in those reviews of the PC version of the game, you may not use your own gameplay footage. You can only use the pre-canned provided gameplay footage that CDPR provided. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. 
It's very weird. So the game releases on on the 10th. And according to a whole lot of people, it is borderline unplayable on PS4 and Xbox One, like the, <laughs> the base console versions. Wow. So, I mean, PS4 Pro and, and the Xbox One S and X, I, I guess we're okay. But the base mm-hmm. PS4 and the Xbox One, which would have been the only consoles in existence when this game started development. Yeah. You couldn't play it. It was it was just bad. Textures weren't loading uh, or taking exceedingly long amounts of time just to come in. There are all sorts of visual glitches. Um, it looks like there's Vaseline smeared across the, the scene <laughs> or the camera. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's so bad that CDPR comes out and they issue an apology a few days after launch. Mm-hmm. And they, they tell fans to go get a refund through PlayStation or Xbox stores. Yeah. But they made that announcement without ever talking to Sony or Microsoft about it. Really? So I didn't you, know You had a whole part. bunch of people start... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they had a whole bunch of people start contacting Sony and Microsoft, and Sony was like, uh, no, we're not giving you a refund because we have refund policies and you, this doesn't meet it. You've downloaded and started the game. We can't, can't yeah. refund you for it. Doesn't matter what the publisher said. Um, so <laughs> that was a, a whole thing. <laughs> But it got so bad that Sony eventually said, okay, fine. We will refund you if you bought it on the PlayStation Store. And we're going to delist it. So Sony wow. has pulled Cyberpunk 2077 off of their PlayStation Store. Microsoft has since followed suit and uh, issued refunds. I believe you can still buy it on the Microsoft, on the Xbox Store. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't checked. I, well, actually, I checked a little before the show, and I, I found a listing for it, but I didn't see whether or not I could actually buy it. And now, like, as of a couple of days ago, there's a group of investors suing CD Projekt SA over <laughs> their handling of Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. Uh, so, that's, I mean, that's bad. And the... <laughs> this is from uh, from Ars Technica, mm-hmm. this, this piece of the story. Uh, and it says statements CD project red made about cyberpunk throughout 2020 were quote materially false and misleading. The complaint alleges because the company failed to mention that the game was virtually quote virtually unplayable on the current generation of Xbox or PlayStation systems due to an enormous number of bugs in <laughs> <end> quote. <laughs> wow. I, so I have played cyberpunk. Mm hmm. On my PC, and it is, to me, it is, it's, it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good Fallout game to me. I have oh, enjoyed wow. my time with it. Mm-hmm. It has not lived up to any of the hype that we've been hearing for eight years now. Yeah. So the better part of a decade. Um, but it was never going to do that. It didn't matter how good it was. It was never going to meet that level of hype that, mm-hmm. that was created for it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I, I think people understood that. I would hope people understood that, that it just w- couldn't happen. Yeah. But for CD Projekt to completely mishandle the launch like this and to do things that seem downright malicious mm-hmm. toward consumers. Yeah. Things like I, uh, totally sweeping console performance under the rug. And then coming out and issuing a statement to say, oh, we had no idea how bad it was on 
the consoles <laughs> that we were developing it for. Yeah. Like I you're either one completely ignorant to what's going on in your your game during the mm-hmm. development cycle or you're just lying. Yeah. Neither one of those is a good thing. No. <laughs> but, but it to me it feels like this, as as a, a company that was so or is so beloved for what they did with the Witcher series, which is phenomenal. Like it just feels like they they cashed in almost all of the goodwill that they had built up with this release. Yeah. I hope that, you know, come January and February when they release their supposed big patches to fix all these things. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder, why didn't you just delay it three more months? If you can fix it in three months, why didn't you just delay it three months? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I hope that they fix a lot of this stuff, but I really don't know that that's going to happen. Because I feel like if they thought they could fix it in three months, they would have said, okay, we're going to release this in March. This will be our last delay. And it would have gone well. Mm-hmm. If they didn't think that that was going to happen, why? Like, I I just, I don't understand Yeah, how you think you can patch something if it was, if you don't think that, if you didn't have enough confidence to delay it again. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, yeah, it's been very frustrating for a lot of people. I was never particularly hyped about this game. I kind of, I was like, oh, yay. Cyberpunk looks cool. Mm-hmm. And having played it, it is cool. Yeah. Uh, but I know we have a lot of people in our community that that have been just dying, just waiting on pins and needles for this game to come out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and I, I feel bad for anybody that's in that because it's, I guess, a, it's a very beloved IP mm-hmm. in uh, the tabletop community. And yeah. for it to come out and kind of fall flat on its face like this is, that that hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really wild story and completely at least from my perspective very unexpected. Like I thought for sure they right. were going to nail this release, especially since they delayed it over and over and how long they've been working right. on it. I thought they were just going to nail it, but like not even close. Yeah. I know you you were kind of expecting this to be kind of like the the Blizzard titles of old where they would yes. never give a release date. It was just we're going to release this game when it's ready and mm-hmm. you would kind of forget about it and then it would pop up and it would be like, "Oh, this game is fantastic." Yeah. You know, the the StarCrafts and the Warcraft 3s and stuff like that where it was just like, "Yeah, eventually we'll release this game when uh-huh. it's done." And you could trust as a consumer that it would be done. And I like you thought you were getting that here but we didn't. Yeah. So their next patch is coming. uh, Is it next month? Is it in February? Is that what they said? Where they're going to actually, are they releasing content or is it just fixes? It's supposed to just be fixes. I think like, I, I believe their next two big patches which are either January and February or February and March mm-hmm. are supposed to be performance fixes. Yeah. For specifically those, uh, the base version of PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
supposedly the PC is going to get because the PC has its share of issues too. It, I mean, yeah. with there's a bunch of engine issues, and you get a lot of the <laughs> Skyrim Fallout weird graphical bugs, and yeah, quests will just break halfway through them where they they can't progress any farther. That's um, wild. So you get all that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a big game, and it's I, I don't remember who said it, but I, it's very appropriate that the the game is a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, like you you want it feels so big, mm-hmm. but the more you play it, the more you realize that it's there's there's not a lot there. Like yeah. There's a lot to do, but there's not a lot to do <laughs> so yeah i guess i, I it, it feels like they tried to make it too big mm-hmm. and and they yeah. kind of lost the plot somewhere yeah maybe they did maybe they did because i did hear a lot of stories about like wasted potential with certain characters and stuff and so I don't know. Maybe maybe it leaves room for DLC. Hopefully they can fix it and hopefully they can add to the game so that people will kind of enjoy the experience over time and maybe reward those who decided to just wait until the game was like right. good to go. But as far as man, I think even releasing on PlayStation 4 and the original Xbox, I think that was just a mistake. I mean, I'm sure they they made yeah, it, a lot of money by doing that. But at the same time, if those boxes aren't even capable of running what you have, then why do it? And while well, they're getting sued for it, so <laughs> right. That's and crazy. in one of their their tweets, they said they said that uh, that at some point in the development process, it mm-hmm. the game pretty much evolved into being a next gen game. And I feel like when that happened, yeah, there had there needed to be a a project manager or an executive that just went, okay, guys, we love what we're doing, mm-hmm. but the truth is this needs to be a next-gen title if we're going to do it justice. For what we have made so far yeah, is a next-gen title, so we're going to make it a next-gen title, and we just have to bite the bullet and weather the storm of everyone that says, okay, but I want to play it on my Xbox One. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would have been but, the right and, thing. And I, I feel like even, yeah, even if you delay it until, you know, you, you delay it again until well after the consoles launch, you know, so we look at like a March release Yeah, and you make it a next gen only title. And I, like, I feel like once that releases and unless the game is terrible, people go, okay, yeah, you made the right decision because mm-hmm. this is a good game. Yeah, I but can't imagine. Now they have a whole lot of negative issues to fight before that happens. Yeah, yeah, and just the whole nine different versions of the game—that's that's wild. Yeah. That's really crazy. I think they were just too ambitious. But I don't know. Yep. Time will tell. I, I guess that. this will be a developing story. Yes, but it does play well on Stadia, supposedly. Oh wow! Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> there you go, Stadia. That is that is where you want to play Cyberpunk. That's pretty funny. Yes. Well, my friend Matt, that's a show, buddy. We uh, fantastic. We did. I'm glad we're back. Me too. That was fun. I Woo-hoo! had a good time, and hopefully, hopefully, I mean, 
it was like Christmas break holiday. So there actually wasn't too many things to talk about, but I'm pretty sure 2021 is going to, uh, uh, give us some, some good experiences. I hope nothing crazy. Hopefully. Yeah. I've had enough crazy. I need a year off of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see. Hopefully less crazy. Uh, Friends, thank you for listening to us. Thank you to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate that. And uh, if you want to come hang out, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com and you can find all of the info there. So until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week. Take care of each other. <laughs> <laughs>